Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. Boy, I don't know about you, but uh, needed some coffee to get through that one. Boy, oh boy. Uh, so that means two things. Not the most interesting of ball games, and I have way too much energy. After that 2 nothing loss at the hands of the Red Sox, Royals shut out in the finale. They dropped the series in Boston. Dropped three of four to the Red Sox, and yet they're barely outscored in the series, 15-14. Happy to talk about it, though, with you. Happy to chat, talk some Royals baseball with you. Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. Same number for the text line, the J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. Again, Royals retired in order. It's a bloop and a blast. It was a game throughout. Just never had my attention. Never commanded my attention. I was, I was never, outside of Austin Cox in those first two frames, just never really watching a, a pitcher in control. Right? Alec Marsh never really showcased the kind of tempo you're hoping to see from a a 25-year-old hard-throwing right-hander, a strike-thrower like Alec Marsh, never was really able to get in a groove. Now, that's not to say that he was bad. He wasn't bad. He gave he gave up, what, two runs and five innings of work? The Royals pitching staff gave up uh, two runs and eight innings of work. Just offensively could not find that big hit. Had chances. Had chances offensively. Lead-off man on in the first, in the second. Lead-off man on in the fourth, in the sixth, in the seventh. So you had chances tonight, just unable to capitalize. Royals go 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. Again, the pitching was fine. We can discuss Alec Marsh. I, I do think there is a conversation to be had about uh, the uh, 25-year-old right-hander. I think there's a conversation to be had about Austin Cox as well. They were fine. Both of them pitched well. Um but I don't come away from tonight's performance from Alec Marsh nor Austin Cox feeling any better about them. Um, not to say that I'm discouraged, but I'm not encouraged. Um, all right, let's see what you do next time you're out. And then the time after that, and then the time after that. 
Right, not, nothing really unbelievable from Austin Cox. Two shutout innings. Works around a two-out single in the first inning. Nice job. But like I said earlier today on the On Deck Show, I, I, I think Austin Cox, like a lot of guys uh, that came up to the big leagues as starting pitchers, I think a lot of them could be good multi-inning relievers. Right, that, that, that's the dream scenario for Matt Quatrero is, is a bunch of guys that can give you three innings. You know, give me two, three innings, and then the next guy, give me two, three innings, and we'll piecemeal this together. You don't have to face a lineup twice. Yeah, it, if only it was as easy as you know, piecemealing it together with a few multi-inning relievers. So sure, yeah, Austin Cox, I think he could thrive in that role. I think Alec Marsh could thrive in the role of a multi-inning reliever. But between you and me, I don't really care all that much about multi-inning relievers. I think a lot of guys, like I said, I think a lot of guys could flourish in that role. Now, now I would be interested in the multi-inning reliever if the game had or was about to shift dramatically where the dream scenario of Matt Quitrero or Kevin Cash or a lot of these uh, bullpenning managers. If the game was starting to change to where the ego was out of it and, and, and young pitchers coming up through the minor leagues didn't care about that first inning, being the starter, collecting the win. If pitchers weren't groomed, my generation, the... Uh, Latest generation, anyone that takes the ball as a starting pitcher, there's a certain amount of pride that goes with it. There's an ego that goes along with it. This is my game. I'll be damned if you're going to take the ball from me. This is my game. Unless that mindset is vanquished from the game, I don't care about long relievers. I'm happy for Austin Cox. I'm happy for Alec Marsh, but I care about starting pitchers. I care about guys that could possibly give this team 160 innings moving forward. Take the ball every fifth day. I'm interested in people like Brady Singer. Can Alec Marsh do that? Can Cole Reagans do that? Can Austin Cox do that? That's what this team needs. That's what this organization needs. That's what every baseball team needs. Starting pitching. Guys that take it every fifth day, right? Guys that answer the bell. Guys that make 30-some-odd starts. It, 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 until there's a dramatic change in the thinking, uh, not just of big league organizations, but of college programs and uh, little league baseball, until that mindset is changed, with all due respect to Austin Cox, Alec Marsh, whoever you want to talk about as a multi-inning reliever who looks good for you know two-plus innings. Doesn't mean much to me. 913-586-7610. I'm happy to talk about the 2-0 loss. Royals shut out for the 13th time this season. Honestly, the highlight of the night may have been a defensive play, may have been a tag. Bobby Witt Jr. with a gorgeous tag on a would-be base stealer, Trevor Story, getting the second out of that sixth inning. Freddie Fermin, by the way, throws out that would-be base stealer. Second straight night, 13th caught stealing of the season for the 28-year-old Freddie Fermin. 
So I want to get your thoughts on Alec Marsh, Austin Cox. How do you view them moving forward? Are they in that Cole Reagans, Daniel Lynch, Brady Singer group? Or have they already fallen out of that, hey, they might be in the rotation next season? 913-586-7610. I also want to revisit the comments we heard earlier today from former Colorado general manager Dan O'Dowd, who went in on this Royals organization in a number of different ways, including saying of the young talent on this team, both on the mound and in the lineup, only Bobby Witt Jr. has trade value. I want to know what you think when you hear that. You know this team. If you're listening to this show right now, you know this team better than 95% of people in the world. Uh, 99.9% of people in the world. If you're listening to this show right now, you probably know this team better than Dan O'Dowd. With all due respect to him, he's plugged in. He's a former GM, but he's not watching them every day. He's certainly not listening to post-game shows and uh, diving into the X's and O's following every one of these Royals games. Royals, by the way, now on pace for 111 losses. You know the team better than Dan O'Dowd. When you look at this young group of Royals, to me, Bobby obviously has trade value. Mike Garcia obviously has trade value. So eliminating those two, eliminating the two 23-year-old shortstops, if you take them out of the mix, who else on this team do you believe has trade value? Nine-one, like off-season trade value. Like we could move them this off-season Uh, Maybe it's a package. It's not a one-for-one thing, but maybe it's a a package of fill-in-the-blank. How how many players do you believe that this offseason have real trade value? 913-586-7610 is our phone number. That's 913-586-7610. Royals drop the finale in Boston, 2-0. Take a quick timeout. We'll get to your thoughts. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Thoughts after this. Yeah, welcome back. 2 nothing. the final score. Royals drop the finale in Boston. The record is now 37-80. and 80. Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. Let's head out to Garden City, talk with John. John, you're hitting leadoff. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, I agree with your couple points earlier today on the pregame show. When you said uh, a couple guys got to go, a couple guys we got to get in return, a couple pitchers, a couple bats. Uh, I like Kyle Isbell. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. 
And uh, if Salvi goes, shoot, we'll miss him dearly. But uh, give me your thoughts. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, John. Thanks for the phone call. My thoughts on Kyle Isbell. Um, I've mentioned him before. Now, regarding this game, this 2 nothing loss to the Red Sox, speaking of Kyle Isbell, it's my belief if Kyle Isbell's in center field for that Trevor Story blast, it's recorded for out number two when that run in the fourth inning never scores. Instead, Dyron Blanco makes a valiant effort to make the catch, but gets, understandably, a little uneasy on the warning track. Uh, leaps a little early, is unable to corral the fly ball off of the batter Trevor Story. Next batter Alex Verdugo plates Tristan Casas with a sacrifice fly following that double off of the bat of Trevor Story. Uh, so Kyle Isbell is without question the best defensive center fielder in this organization. Um, yeah, it's a one nothing loss in my opinion rather than a 2 nothing loss of Kyle's uh, Kyle Isbell's in center field, and that really uh, tells where I'm at on Isbell uh, because that glove is a weapon. His defensive ability is a weapon. But if you don't have enough quality bats surrounding Kyle Isbell, uh, his below average bat is going to be exposed, in my opinion. You know, I mentioned that he would save a run defensively, but I, I, I don't know how many um, impact moments offensively he's going to bring, which is fine. It, you can win with Kyle Isbell in center field if your right fielder's hitting bombs and your left fielder's hitting bombs. If Bobby's being Bobby and Mike Hell's being Mike Hell and, and Massey's hitting the way that he has... You know, Vinny or Salvi at first base, Freddie behind the dish. You can win with Kyle Isbell, but you got to have, what, seven other above-average hitters in the lineup. And right now, the Royals just don't have that. You know, most nights, the Royals have, what, three, maybe four above-average hitters? Michael, Bobby, Freddie Fermin. And then take your pick. Salvador Perez when he's going right. Michael Massey of late. MJ Melendez of late. So I'm a fan of Kyle Isbell. I love his glove. But I'm not tied to him. The only guys I'm really tied to on this team right now, Bobby Witt Jr. and Michael Garcia. And to your point about Salvador Perez, yeah, he would be missed by everyone if he was traded this offseason. Someone needs to be traded this offseason. A lot of guys need to be moved this offseason, in my opinion. I need to see a lot of roster turnover. You, you you just can't tell me that it's an, an evaluation season. Uh, you're, you're 43 games below 500. I don't know how that happens in an evaluation season, and then drastic changes aren't made to that roster. Because if you're evaluating, the evaluations are coming back um, uh, very negative. A majority of the evaluations have a, uh, a big F at the top. F for fail. Now, there are some victories, no doubt about it. Bobby's a win. Mike Hell's a win. Uh, let's hope that Cole Reagans can end this season making us feel like he's a win. Freddie Fermin's a win. I think Brady Singer, uh, once again, has shown us that he's a win. Carlos Hernandez is going to hit the offseason. I think that's going to be viewed as a win. And I still maintain that Drew Waters and Michael Massey could end the season as a win. 
If you disagree, let me know. 913-586-7610. Only one, one Royal had multiple hits tonight. Royals held to just seven hits. Uh, the lone Royal with a multi-hit night, Michael Garcia, he goes two for four. Lead-off single right out of the gate in the first inning and then a two-out knock back up the di- or back up the middle in the third inning. Uh, Michael Garcia with his, what, 22nd multi-hit game of the season. That's third most on the team. Bobby has 35. Salvi has 25. Garcia now with 22. Michael extends his hitting streak to 14 games the longest by a Royal since Whit Merrifield went 15 straight back in 2019. Garcia hitting 310 over the course of his career high, 14-game hitting streak. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's the same number as our text line, 913-586-7610. From the 816, Vern, what did you think of Taylor Hearn? I'm sorry, but I would still rather have Nicky Lopez. Well, you don't need to be sorry. I understand. I was a big fan of Nikki as well. I wonder what about Nikki uh, you miss. I understand if it's the personality, the smile. He's a good-looking dude. You know, I, he he hasn't taken an at bat. He hasn't been to the plate yet in Atlanta. Hasn't played defense yet in Atlanta. He's been a pinch runner once. It's all he's done. What what do what do you want Nicky Lopez doing for this team? I, I just I just don't understand what what uh, other than the guy, other than the person, the man in the community that Nicky Lopez was. Other than that, I don't know what you miss. You wanted Nicky Lopez getting at bats over Michael Massey? I don't. What do I think of Taylor Hearn? Uh, not you know. Um, I think, well, what I just said about Nicky Lopez, that very dismissive attitude, that's how I feel about Taylor Hearn. Nice inning, nice debut. He throws a scoreless third inning, 16 pitches to retire the side, works around a two-out single to Pablo Reyes. Uh, Listen, I said it the day of the trade or the next morning after the trade when I was on with Fesco in the morning. I'm not going to crush Taylor Hearn. Yeah, he was DFA'd by the Rangers. Oh, my God. Um but he was picked up by the Braves. I'm not going to call Taylor Hearn a failure until he fails in Kansas City. I wish Nicky Lopez nothing but the best, but a one outing, a third inning, facing the 8-9 and then the leadoff hitter. Sure, he gets Rafael Devers to fly out for the final out. Uh, credit to him. Um, but the name of the game is Consistency. Uh, you know, we'll 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 uh, revisit Taylor Hearn after the season. Let's see what he does for the final two months. Then we might have an idea. But you know, I'm not really holding my breath that Taylor Hearn's a part of the future. I hope he is. But Ryan from Olathe writes in Vern. I don't really have much to say about the game, but my prayers out to Drew Waters. Yeah, I echo that uh, sentiment. Uh, Drew, um, Mike Sweeney mentioned it a few days ago. I don't know if it's my place. You know, Drew didn't tell me who passed, but Mike Sweeney mentioned it a few days ago on the radio. I know it was uh, someone very close to Drew, so condolences to him and the entire family, no doubt. 
Congratulations to Nelson Velasquez makes his Royals debut tonight. He replaced Drew Waters on the 26-man roster as Waters on the bereavement list. Velasquez, the 24-year-old outfielder the Royals acquired from the Chicago Cubs, made his debut tonight as a pinch runner and then as a right fielder. Almost came to the dish. Unfortunately, Edward Olivares made the 27th out, and Velasquez was left on deck as this one ended in Boston. 2-0 the final score. Let's go to Big T in Shawnee. Big T, you're next up on the postgame show. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, Byron. How's it going, man? Thanks for taking my call. Um, so to answer your question, so I agree with you on those pitchers tonight that we need, we can worry about long relievers anytime or later on when we build this team uh, that we need them to be starters is what we need on that. So I agree with you on that. And then that GM you know, kind of puzzles me that, you know, I, you're right. We hear, we, we see our players every day. We've been through this and, and we, we got some talent there. You can't tell me. That Melendez is versatile, you know, outfield catcher. That somebody wouldn't be attractive to that. I I disagree. Uh, you know, Brady Singer, of course, but they're not going to trade him. And then Garcia, he's a talent. And then, God forbid, Brady Singer. But then Carlos Hernandez and Prado, that could be a package. And then you know you got Salvi, but I'm thinking more along the young guys, Vern. And you know, even Waters, didn't we? We we gave up a first rounder for him, didn't we, Vern? Um, yeah, I basically, think, yep. You know, he's got to work out. We need that to work out because that was a high pick, but he could be attractive to somebody. He's still young. He's got some pop, but we'd like to keep some of these guys and keep them going develop. And, and I think I think Melendez is almost there, Vern, but the way he hits in Boston, they wouldn't want that guy hitting in that park. Anyway, thanks, thanks, Vern. Keep up the good work, man. Appreciate it. All right, Big T, nice to hear from you. You mentioned MJ Melendez. He has a hit in five straight games, 20 of his last 24 starts since the All-Star break, a stretch in which MJ's hitting 280, OPS of 874. Yeah, if you missed it, here's former Rockies general manager Dan O'Dowd earlier today on MLB Network. Now, Dan's one of my favorite analysts on the network. I, I watch MLB Network all day every day love dan o'dowd but couldn't disagree with him more um with almost not no not everything but uh, a majority of what he had to say earlier today if you missed it uh, take a listen they they have an aircraft carrier for sure they have to figure out why all their young players now garcia has been a great find for him but why Prado, you know, Pascantino got hurt, Melendez, why did their, all their young players, including their young pitching, all regress? If the Royals, if, if it was an anomaly and they'll all take, they feel good that they'll take the step forward next year, because that does happen in a player's development program. But to me, there's just something here that concerns me why all their young players regressed. And honestly, they have no other options now. These players don't have value in the game except for Bobby Wood Jr. So you're not like going to trade him and restart a rebuild. These players have to get better at the big league level. And one of the things they need to start doing is playing players at the position they're intended to play. MJ Melendez. He needs to be a catcher. Though the metrics aren't great catching, catching is the most misevaluated Sal position Perez in the game. should have moved on at the deadline. I thought so. And, but that was a hard decision. But when you're in this box, you've got to make hard decision. They have two first basemen in Prado and Pascantino. Either one of them has to DH and one of them has to play first, but you've got to get them out of the outfield. 
and you need to start playing players at position, yeah. and you need to have some honest conversations with yourself about how you're teaching, what you're teaching, and the way you're teaching. Is, is it getting across to the players to get them the best they can be? Because there's talent there. Yeah. But there's a huge gap between those players' potential and their actual performance on the field. And taking a look at the Jay Southland Tow Service text line from the 785, Vern, the Colorado Rockies' former general manager, is correct. And technically, Bobby uh, doesn't have that much trade value either. None of these guys are positive wins above replacement players other than Brady Singer, who's a plus five. I'm guessing you're talking about career numbers because Bobby's a, uh, the, yeah, this season, there, there are, I mean, Michael Garcia's positive war, Bobby Witt Jr.'s positive war, Brady Singer, of course, Carlos Hernandez. There's actually quite a few, but maybe for their career, you're right, sure. Uh, 913-586-7610, another one pertaining to what we just heard. Uh, Raj in the Ozarks writes in. Vern Dan O'Dowd didn't just come up with that. He's been listening to somebody saying something and just regurgitating what he heard. Maybe he's heard the Odyssey Royals Network or bought a golf cart from one of your sponsors. Yeah, uh, those are a jam. Internet cop car, isn't that what... Uh, M&M golf cart, something like that. Uh, yeah, th those are that's a that's a very catchy tune, Raj. Um, I agree. Dan O'Dowd's plugged in. He's talking to people within the business. I, I sir, again, don't think he's listening to this show. Uh, but I disagree with a few things that he had to say there. Um, most notably, the fact that the young talent on this team doesn't have trade value. Now, maybe I won't get with as many players as Big T did. Because, yeah, uh, you know, Nick Prado, I, I, cer I certainly wouldn't present it as if Prado has a lot of trade value. Now, in a package, yeah, sure. Um, you know, one for one, I, you know, uh, we'll give you this guy, you give us that guy. I, I think Salvi has that value. I think Bobby has that value. I think Michael Garcia has that value. Uh, MJ only has that value if you view him as a catcher. Yeah, Vinny, Prado probably need to be in a package. Drew Waters likely needs to be in a package. Freddie Fermin, Carlos Hernandez. Brady Singer has one for one value. So Singer, Bobby, Michael, and Salvi. And Salvi doesn't really fall into the category of young. So I, 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 I disagree with Dan, but maybe not as much as I thought. I, I guess it is only three players that have true trade value. A team could be interested in, in Drew Waters, sure. Could be interested in Nick Prado and Michael Massey, but it's not as if they're going to back up the prospect Brinks truck to get MJ Melendez. No, they're going to try to get him for nickels on the dollar, dimes on the dollar. But if you can package a Carlos Hernandez and an MJ Melendez, maybe you might be able to tap into that uh, prospect prize closet. Text line's always there for you, 913-586-7610. Again, that's 913-586-7610. Now, I, I do agree with what Dan had to say about uh, play guys at their intended positions. I was never a fan of Nick Prado in the corner outfield. I was never a fan of uh, having MJ Melendez juggle two positions throughout spring training and into the season. Never never liked that. 
I disagree with Dan when he says that this group must improve or else there's no hope. I mean, I agree with him if we're talking about winning next season. Um, But I disagree with him if you view this as the ground floor, as year one of the J.J. Piccolo rebuild. I hate to talk like that, but again, you, you have 80 losses. You haven't even reached 40 wins. It's tough to say that they're close or they're on the cusp. No, you, this does feel like step one, ground zero, year one of the rebuild. So uh, some, some good points. And again, the, the guy knows more about baseball than I do. I disagree when he says that all of the young players have regressed. Okay, Prado, I'm not going to fight you. Uh, you could even make a case that MJ Melendez has. You could make the case, even though what he's done since the All-Star break spits in the face of that. But, you know, that that's, that's what, a month of baseball? We've been playing for four months now? Okay, so you got a point there. I don't think Isbell's regressed. I think he is what he's been. I think you could say the same for Michael Massey. Daniel Lynch didn't regress. Drew Waters, Chris Bubich, they just got hurt. Uh, Bobby's improved. Michael's improved. Brady has duplicated what he did last season. Um, but either way, gave us plenty to talk about. Uh, Dan O'Dowd, I, I'm just glad someone on a national level's talking some Royals baseball. They lose tonight in Boston. They get shut out tonight in Boston. 2 nothing. the final score. Take a quick timeout. We'll get back to your thoughts after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. Blanco skies it deep to right field. Verdugo sprints back out of the warning track. It's over his head and bounces up against the wall. Blanco speeds to second base, rounds the back. He's headed to third. Labala dives in safely. He's got a triple. Dyron Blanco turns on the Jets at Fenway. That's a great call. Uh, that, that Spanish for the bully, he was just telling the story about how Dyron Blanco's nickname in Cuba was the bully. Just a great call by Jake Eisenberg. Uh, Dyron Blanco hitting 333 since the break. Stealing bags, scoring runs, two out triple there. Unfortunately, Michael Garcia uh, swings through a curveball and Blanco stranded 90 feet away from tying this game up at a run apiece. Uh, that that one nothing lead for the Red Sox would soon balloon to two nothing in the fifth inning, in the bottom half of that fifth inning, right after they missed that opportunity, two nothing after five, and that was your final score. Royals dropped the finale in Boston and dropped three of four to the Red Sox. The record is now thirty seven and eighty. Congratulations, though, to Bobby Witt Jr. extends his on base streak to twelve straight games, sitting four twenty over the course of that dozen game on Bay Street, an OPS north of 1250. Kelly from Smithville writes in on the Jay Southland Tow Service text line. Vern, as far as a trade value this offseason, I think anyone, everyone would want Michael, Bobby, Drew Waters, and Freddie Fermin. I agree. I'm with you. Um, yeah, I agree that everyone would want them. I don't know how much you would get in return for Freddie Fermin. I don't know how much you would get in return for Drew Waters. Uh, but yes, everyone would 
happily take a 24-year-old switch-hitting center fielder like Waters or a 28-year-old professional catcher. Maybe he's a backup, maybe he's a starter, who knows? I know he's hitting 346 in his last two months of baseball. Freddie Fermin with a 955 OPS. Back to the text line, 913-586-7610. From the 816, Fern, they're definitely going to try to trade Salby this offseason as they put him at first base just to build up his trade value. Well, it certainly helps, and if you heard him earlier today with Steve Stewart, Salvi's even acknowledging how much he likes first base. I, I, I went back and listened to it. He said he's liking first base more than catching right now, which I never thought I would he- hear him say. I also think he's enjoying watching Freddie for me, his countryman, his little brother. That's also why we're seeing Salvi at first base, not to mention Vinny being hurt, Prado being hurt, uh, Freddie raking, all of it just lines up beautifully for, for Salvi to man first base for a while. Text line 913-586-7610 from the 816. Fern, I can't believe how much you dog on Nicky Lopez. Do I? Yeah, I, I, I remember when they, they traded him, and I went on the air the next day and told everyone to cool out because you guys were all just crushing J.J. Piccolo like it was some sort of terrible trade. I pointed out how it was two guys that were going to be DFA'd by their organizations, and yeah, I'm the bad guy. I point out that Nicky Lopez, like Whit Merrifield before him and so many before him, got tired of the losing. Accepted the fact that they were probably going to lose, understood why they were losing, you expected to lose. You can't expect to lose, accept losing, and understand why you're losing, or else you and that clubhouse become a bunch of losers. And that's what happened. Happens to a lot of guys. Happened to Merrifield, to Dozier, um, to Barlow. How can it not happen to you? It's happened to us. I don't know how that's me dogging out Nicky Lopez, pointing out facts. I, I think just a lot of you are soft. And I also think uh, y'all got a little crazy after that trade. Didn't really know what you were talking about. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I, I do. I, I, I do have those relationships. I, I do know what I'm talking about. I delivered those facts. And if that's me dogging on Nicky Lopez, um, well, I don't know what to tell you. But I had a, and still do, have a great relationship with Nicky. So uh, no, no need to be offended for someone that's not offended. I know that's the thing now, but there's no need. Joey in Grain Valley is happy with the pitching tonight, as you should be. Dan and KCK is ready for the homestand. Yeah, homestand getting started coming up tomorrow night. Two games with the St. Louis Cardinals, and then they're off on Sunday before welcoming Julio Rodriguez and the Mariners to town for a four-game set. Dan, hope to see you out there. I'll be out at Craft and Draft tomorrow beginning at 6 o'clock with the On Deck Show. I'll have your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Royals right around 6-10. Uh, it's going to be Dylan Coleman serving as the opener for Angel Zerpa. Thanks to Annie Rogers of MLB.com for that. They'll square off with Adam Wainwright. Thanks to Isaac Deere for the help. Grant Nicholson as well. Kansas City, I appreciate you listening. We'll do it again tomorrow night, live from the K.
Take care. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday night. Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seven strikeout for Daniel Lynch. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.